Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. And the Warriors started off their preseason. They beat the Washington Wizards 96 to 87 in Japan. And I'll be honest, I did not wake up or stay up until uh, 3 a.m. West Coast time to watch this one, but I did watch it as soon as I was able to in the morning. And man, that was fun. That was fun. You know, from a preseason perspective, all you want is obviously no one, especially the vets, no one to get injured. And the Warriors, they didn't play Andre Godala, who doesn't need to play in the preseason. They didn't play Clay Thompson, who obviously, you know, you want to give him as much rest. And Steve Kerr, they want to err on the side of caution with him. And Draymond, Looney, uh, Steph, they all came out of this game fine. They played a handful of minutes each. And, you know, all good. All good. That's all you want from those dudes because you know what you get from them. That's that's all that matters, especially at this stage of their collective careers. But what I really wanted to see and what I'm sure a lot of Warriors fans wanted to see was basically all the young dudes. The Warriors, they have a stable of prospects and they have three really, really good lottery picks from the past three years. They got James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. And I mean, it was just, it was fun. You know, like the future of this team looks really, really bright. It's just one game, but, uh, you know, saw some definite, definite positives. You don't want to get carried away, but there were some things that were good. Let's talk about Wiseman first. The idea that James Wiseman was a bust was always unfair, right? If you listen to the show, you know that I'm a big Wiseman fan always have been. And I just wanted to see him be aggressive and be powerful, use that size, that strength. In this game, he showed it. You know, I always talk about like, he just needs more dog in him. And to be honest, he he looked like a, a man out there for the first time. His rookie season, when he played only 39 games before tearing his meniscus, you know, he looked like just a big kid at least to me. So seeing him out there with playing with force and just knowing that he was like the biggest dude on the court was, was great. As opposed to his rookie season when, you know, in 2020, when like the Warriors were all pretty much still going to hell, Clay had just torn his Achilles and, you know, Steve Kerr and the coaching staff, they just decided to put him into the starting lineup. They anointed him like the future right there. Everybody's talking about how he's the he's huge and he's like the most athletic player on the team already. And they didn't really focus on what he needed to do. And there was all that, you know, chatter about him playing with Steph, all this other stuff. But what it looks like now is you know, James Wiseman knows what he needs to do, what his role is on this team. And I think that's a, that's a big deal. And it's also a big deal for this Warriors team to have evolved in the last couple of seasons, right? A couple of seasons ago, they just needed to see what they had. They were just throwing stuff at the wall without Clay, trying to see if they could sneak into the playoffs. And obviously, they lost in the playing round that season. And there was some random and weird pressure on James Wiseman, right? There were all the, the Giannis comps, the David Robinson comps. And 
not to say that that talent isn't there, but now after winning a title, it's like, it's clear that we need James Wiseman to do this, right? They need him to come in, rim run, be huge, block shots, defend the paint, go up for lobs, all that jazz, right? Rebound, whatever. And I feel like that's what he just went out there to to do. He played with purpose and played with intention. And a big question was his playability, right? Everybody was talking about like, well, you know, I guess he'll back up Kavon Looney. But there were people who were doubting whether or not he could be that guy. And as long as he's healthy, he can definitely be that guy. His playability is is there. And I don't think there's any question that he's learned a lot, even though he hasn't played much. And apparently he's been scrimmaging a lot in the Warriors facility for the past month, just getting more reps. And I think that's that's huge because he's just getting more experience, more court time, getting to know some of his teammates and all that jazz. So it was, it was really promising. The dude scored 20 points on eight for 11. He had nine boards, but he probably could have had maybe at least 11 or 12, you know, he still needs to work on that a little bit, but I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain about it. He looks confident. And I think that's one of the biggest things coming from a guy who who's coming off of 500 plus days of not playing in an NBA game, playing in the summer league. You know, it's funny, right? Because people were like questioning uh, like how good Wiseman is. And even obviously in his short G League stint back in March, but you just kind of see how much better he is when he's playing with real NBA players, right? Because as a center, he can't do much unless those other guys set him up or pass him the ball or whatever. And a lot of times in those games, there's dudes who are just trying to get theirs, trying to, you know, show out knowing that there's eyes on the game because Wiseman's in it. So, you know, they try to show a little uh, flash here and there. So Wiseman, it's all good. It's all positive. I thought he was really active on defense. He seemed like he was talking more out there. He seemed like he didn't look lost, right? That was one of the things when he played his rookie year. He wasn't exactly sure where to be. But this time, you know, again, one game only, but this time he felt like he knew his spots. Yes, he missed some rotations here and there, but all signs positive. We're not looking for a finished product. We're just looking for a guy who has, you know, made some strides forward. And I think he's definitely, definitely done that. One thing too is like, you know, (laughs) we all loved Gary Payton II for being that 6'2", 6'3", guy in the dunker spot. But, um, you know, I think James Wiseman in that dunker spot will be really, really helpful, and they'll probably use him more often. There was a point in the game where Steph and Draymond and Wiseman and Moody and Kaminga were all on the court at the same time, and I tweeted this out. I swear, like, my head almost exploded, right? (laughs) Because just seeing those three young dudes, their three lottery picks with – there are two, you know, main guys, to be honest. I was like, wow, wow, that's that's a hell of a, a roster they got there. Let's face facts, right? Like they're young, but then when you look at those dudes, there's still Jordan Poole who wasn't in the game. Andrew Wiggins wasn't in the game. Kevon Looney wasn't in the game. Clay Thompson wasn't in the game. So there's a lot of talent on this squad. And, you know, I think people – want to sleep on them a little bit because 
they have so much youth and because they lost Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton the second. But I mean, you look at this team, man, and they they look really, really solid. Again, don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, you know, and with Wiseman though, he's just another kind of toy for for Draymond and and uh Steph to play with, right? Now they have that guy again, they can just lob the ball up to like they used to to JaVale McGee back in the day. And I think that having him as a threat, it just it's his rookie season, right? They they started doing that. But you know, he was Wiseman was still kind of like figuring his stuff out. And again, not a finished product, but like he seems like he knows a little bit more about what his role is. He's not taking three-point shots. He's not trying to dribble the ball up the court and be, you know, David Robinson just yet. He took one uh, mid-range jumper from near the baseline in the second half and it went in. So good. You know, he picks and chooses his spots. He's making right decisions and that's a good start. And, you know, again, as long as he's healthy, uh, I believe in the kid. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jonathan Kaminga, I was really curious to see his minutes with James Wiseman. They obviously played in summer league together. Uh, Kaminga, you know, uh, he had some tough moments out there. I think he's still learning to play on ball. In summer league, he did a lot of on ball point forward type stuff. And I feel like he is still learning how to do that. The thing about Kaminga is like he's so athletic, but he's really, really more athletic going like in straight lines, right? Like just driving at the basket on a cut, something like that. He's still, in terms of like his ball handling, still a little iffy. He got picked by Taj Gibson in the second half uh, at the top of the key. And then sometimes when he dribbles, he's not the best at getting past somebody, right? Because like his lateral moves aren't there just yet. But I think he'll pick up along the way. Uh, he's going to make a lot of mistakes still, especially if he's going to have the ball in his hands more. And I am curious, again, to see how his minutes with Wiseman evolved because both those guys are great in the dunker spot. They're both great cutting and everything like that. Uh, but as I've said before, it's uh, an embarrassment of, of riches. It's a good problem to have, whatever you want to call it. So he just needs to tighten up that handle and really, really just focus on um, making good decisions. He got to the foul line a little bit. He got uh, what, four for six from the free throw line. And that's not bad. You know, we always talk about how his physicality and his drives to the basket and his quickness, just, you know, getting up off the ground and pump faking people up into the air and, and picking up, you know, easy fouls that way on folks. That's going to be a huge weapon. So uh, again, another positive. Uh, Moses Moody, solid, 
with Clay Thompson out and Jordan Poole in the starting lineup. Moody uh, came in in the first quarter, halfway through the first quarter, which is usually when Clay Thompson sits. So uh, Jordan Poole sat and then Moody came in, part of the right regular rotation. And he looked good. He's solid. And, you know, we all kind of know that he is probably the most trusted out of the three lottery picks right now because he just comes in and does his thing. He still is a little bit slow footed. <laughs> if you watched him, he got blown by a couple times. And again, I think that's just technique. And also, you know, over the years, he's going to have to figure out how to quicken up a little bit and also anticipate a guy's moves. But that comes with with reps. And so you know, he's good to go. We got a chance to see Ryan Rollins. And he, he looked, I like him. I like him. You know, I kind of see why the Warriors decided to give him a guaranteed contract as a second rounder. Of course, he had a uh, broken foot in summer league, so he didn't play. But, you know, there's something I like about him. He definitely has this kind of aggression. And I think that confidence from that aggression is going to be something that will will take him far in this league. I think that he should hopefully dominate in summer league. He has that kind of basketball ability. The one thing I'd like to see him work on is he can get to the rack, but his finishing and decision-making at the bucket didn't look so hot because he doesn't have the craziest athleticism. So he can't like get past somebody and then just go up for a dunk when that person catches up to him. But what happens is, you know, he gets there and he throws a layup up and sometimes, you know, it doesn't go in. He tried a couple of fadeaways. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But overall, uh, those were some positive minutes for him for a fan base that hadn't seen the guy yet. So uh, I think he could definitely be some kind of backup point guard down the road. We'll see how he looks in the rest of preseason. Patrick Baldwin Jr., uh, the Warriors' uh, first-round pick. He looked decent, you know? He looks taller. You know how, like, a lot of times people aren't as tall as how they're listed on the stat sheet? I think PBJ is that tall because when you see him stand next to Wiseman, it's like, oh, okay. PBJ is, like, what, listed at 6'9", 6'10", and that looks actually kind of kind of legit. He doesn't look like he's 6'7", 6'8", and they just fudged it. So I can appreciate that. He hit his first three, which was good. He still brings the ball really, really low. Like when he sets, if you watch him, and it shouldn't be too much of a problem, but I mentioned it during uh, during the draft. He catches the ball, and then he kind of brings it almost to his waist, and then he launches into his shooting motion. You know, me personally, like it'd be great if he could learn from Clay, who can basically just catch the ball and then just go straight up into his uh, three-point shot, like from any anywhere on the court. It's a question of a half second, uh, somebody blocking your shot or somebody like snagging the ball when you bring it down. So it's just something to to keep an eye on. But um, yeah, looks like he's got talent, so I can appreciate that. Kendari Weatherspoon, I hope, I think he should make. The roster, I mean, he really reminds me of kind of a shorter Juan Toscano-Anderson, to be honest. Like a guy who'll go out there, understands he needs to do the dirty work. He can play defense. He's strong. He seems tough. 
and somebody that if you need him in a pinch, he can go out there and, and not make too many mistakes like in, you know, blowouts or whatever. So, you know, he may not get many minutes on this roster per se, but I think he could deserve some, some time there. There was no Mac McClung in this game for all y'all wondering. He didn't get any minutes. The, the high flying uh, dude from, from summer league. So uh, yeah, that's all I got. There's another game tonight, which is at 10 PM west coast time so i'm going to tune into that as well and hopefully see some more of these positive signs and hopefully fingers crossed knock on wood there are no injuries at all anyway it's good to be back i'm really really looking forward to this season because there's just a lot a lot of storylines all right well that is another episode of the oakland warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast feel free to hit me up on twitter at patrick e pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. Go Dubs.